재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Generation Now, my turn to get schooled on what the younger generation is thinking about in Korea here on Koreascape, TBS EFM 101.3 in Seoul. Leah Young is here, as she is usually, to tell me about uh, the younger generation. Hey, Leah. Good morning, Kurt. Now, as I recall, last week we were talking about a very interesting topic, which is how generations mark themselves according to which group or K-pop singers they were fanboys and fangirls of at the time. And it almost separates not only into tribes, but into rivalries. Within yes. generations. Yes. I found that so interesting. So let's do a part two on that. Just recap for me the basic gist of it. Okay, so we are talking about the most significant markers of the K-pop history. And why it's important to understand these ideas of classifying the generation is that by knowing what idol era one has spent tells a lot about not only their age, but also the spirit of their age and the culture and environment that was built around. So mm-hmm. we were covering from the previous generation from Sateji, Deuce, and HOT, and we were getting closer to the recent years. And speaking of rivalry, since the beginning of the new form of K-pop idol group was introduced in the 90s, like multiple members with strong characters and insanely synchronized choreography, there has been hundreds of new groups introduced to the scene every year. And whenever the rivalry was set between two popular groups, a striking shift took place and the new terms were created to explain the societal change, I guess. Um, the amount of argument and the heated conversation is who's better than who and who's prettier than who got more impact to the public. So, I mean, you've got these mega producers of K-pop bands and groups. There's yes. maybe, what, like three of them, I guess. Three or four super houses, mm-hmm. super music houses. Mm-hmm. They're churning out um, popular groups, each of them with their huge fan base. And it's not only good for the market, but it's kind of fun to sort of pit the fandoms of these groups against each other in a way. Yes, that's like creating the whole scene. Kind of like rooting for a football team in a way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So we were talking about the 30s, the the age group who are now in their 30s. 30-ish kind of people. 30-ish. So we were talking about H.O.T. and Jackie, who Mm -hmm. the generation is currently like 33 to 35. Do you fall on one side of that debate or the other, H.O.T. or Jackie, even though you're not in your 30s? Well... I was more on the HOT side when I was like really young mm-hmm. that I could remember. I remember like all my schoolmates were doing like dance covers in like school retreats and didn't buying... you dress up like teddy bears or something at one point or like some kind of furry clothes like overalls? <laughs> yeah. I think I remember somebody telling me that. Okay, mm-hmm. do what you want. Yes. Yeah, so this time the mythic, the mysticism. Mysticism. Mysticism marketing was used to characterizing the members, almost making it believable that they were born like God. Ooh, this is almost like a a group propaganda thing. Yes. So uh, maybe that's why all the group's name that was born in this era in late 90s and early 2000s had this like weird English abbreviation group names. A lot of... um Like G-O-D. Yeah, acronyms. Yeah, N-R-G. Finkel was also an acronym. but that Fine Killing Liberty. That makes no sense. Fine Killing Liberty. I don't know what the heck that means either. I used to think G-O-D was Groove On Demand, but actually I'm told it's Groove Overdose. Well, it was trying to make it sound exotic and unusual and stylish, trying to create an illusion that otherwise a more familiar Korean name would fail to have. Mm-hmm. 
And, and they, it's easier to say. Let's be honest. You know, if you're if English is not your first language, it's easier to say "god" than "groove overdose," right? Yeah. <laughs> and they would on, the the group members would only like speak in public that the fans would want to hear such things like, "Oh, the fans are the only girlfriends that we would cherish forever." And, so pure, yeah, such so pure boys. Pure. Yes, and for the boys, there was a generation of S.E.S. and Finkel mm. shared this. Pretty similar period, and the two groups set the standard of the beginning of the girl group war. The image the guys would want to pursue and the girls would admire, being like innocent and coy, mm-hmm. nice and feminine, and like they're super hot, but they're super innocent. Yes, like super pretty and cute almost. Mm-hmm. And Shinhwa and Jiudi Sede, the generation shortly followed. So the fan bases. Who are now in their late twenties and early thirties, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much the first generation of the idol fan culture, and it created a quite distinctive culture around them. So every group had their own fan color, and the fans would join a certain community to collectively express that they are a fan of which group by wearing raincoats and holding the balloons of that exact color. Okay, so I didn't know that the groups had a color. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Do you know the group SES? Mm-hmm. What what does that stand for? Uh, it was a the first letter of C, Pada, and Eugene, and Shu. That so, those were their names. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that it was like the first names of each member. All right. So uh, HOT's color was white. Jackie was yellow. SES had a purple color. Finkel was red, and Shinoa was orange, and it goes mm-hmm. on and on. And whenever there was a joint concert held, showing off more colors was very important to visualize a bigger fandom. It's like the army of G.O.D. Yes, you have to make it visual to show the public that how popular the groups are at this point. Okay. And- so, I mean, the, the, the war, the rivalry, the fandom, it's really at its hottest would you say in teen generation or in 20s? I think in teen generation, they look up to the K-pop idols. So they're becoming like the idol figure of what the teenagers want to grow up in, I guess. Mm. And let's talk about like the 20s who are now in their mid to late 20s. And those are the ones who grew up with the girl group renaissance. Mm-hmm. So starting from girls' generation. This is where we get to start playing a bit of music. We've got some clips on standby here. The first one is from Son Yoshide, right? Mm-hmm. This one called, help me pronounce it, Sowonol Malheba. Yeah. Oh, I remember this one. This one, for a while, you could not get away from this song if you joined a monastery. Yeah, and Girls' Generation was rival groups with Wonder Girls who sing Nobody and Tell Me. Mm-hmm. And the- Didn't they kind of steamroll the Wonder Girls? I mean, one kind of faded out as the other came in. Yeah. Or am I wrong about that? They were, uh, they debuted at the same period of time, but Girls' Generation got bigger than Wonder Girls at some point. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it, so 2000s was the age of girl group wars. So there were so many groups that was debuting, like 2NE1, SISTA, A-Pink, Kara, and I can go in on and on. A-Pink? Mm-hmm. Okay. So compared to the previous era, each group has showed more diversity of the female characteristics. Tougher. 
Yeah, not always cute and pretty. Sometimes tough. Sometimes yeah, sassy. Yeah, sassy. They had more distinctive personality, and the lyrics and the stylings were trying to portray what message they were trying to、uh-huh. bring up on the scene. And there were so many groups, but recently there were two rivals matched up again. And it's Red Velvet and Twice. So the age group who are now in their early to mid twenties、uh, belong to this category. Now, do the members of Red Velvet always wear red velvet? They always kind of wear reddish clothing. I so would say. So there's a red motif there.、Mm-hmm. If you're、and、in the fan tribe of Red Velvet, are you always wearing red? I think so. And they,、uh, the second generation idol group, always have their own greeting. Uh, phrases so like happiness, red velvet, imnida, or one in a million, annyeonghaseyo twice, imnida, or they would have like their own greeting words to chant. There、over. is that sort of jagi soge kind of thing with the groups. We had a a group come in one time and they burst into the newsroom and they did their little annyeonghaseyo imnida. Yeah, like we are one, EXO, or all I want to do, one on one imnida, or something. <laughs> and you know them. Layout. Yeah, you have to know them to、okay. belong in that category. And speaking of EXO and BTS and One on One is pretty much the most current division. So if you don't remember anything, you can just try to step in this generation. So wait a minute, the big sort of clash of the titan right now is、uh, between EXO and BTS. Is that right? And One on One. And one on one. Okay, well, we've got tunes on standby by just like about everybody in that list that you just named.、Mm-hmm. This one is called Coco Bob. It's by who? EXO. Yes. And we've got. I guess it's mashed up. My producer says between EXO、uh, and DNA by BTS. So let's see how that comes off. <laughs> I got to call auto tune on、um, BTS, man. There was a lot of auto tune going on there.、Mm-hmm. Well, BTS has seven members. They're gearing more towards the Western、uh, world, and EXO has twelve members, and they are more focusing on the Chinese and Asian markets. Wow, you're like and, a K-pop executive. Of course, and One Hundred One is the most famously voted off idol contestant winners. Uh huh. That was part of that Produce One Hundred One show, right? Hmm.、Um, so. Just give me a, an insight into how fiercely BTS and EXO fans feel about each other. Is it like, you know, street rumble kind of, you know, feelings? Well, in Seoul, I heard this episode from my ten-year-old niece,、uh-huh. and she said there was a huge gang fight of just having an argument on who looks handsomer than who, and who. Not a real gang fight, but like sort of an internet fight of comments. No, a real gang fight in their school classroom. Really? <laughs> <Yeah> . I shouldn't laugh at that. That's that's very serious. Come on, dance it out, people. Let's have a dance. It's、off. a dead serious cutthroat competition out there、yeah. in the fan groups. Don't let it ever come to violence. You know your opas don't want、mm-hmm. that in the band. Yeah. Nowadays,、right. the group has averagely like seven to eleven members, and all of the groups has at least one to two members who are fluent in English. And additionally, they involve members that speaks either Chinese or Japanese or Taiwanese to、mm. target a wider audience. And fans and celebrities are being more interactive. So fans are creating their content of their own. 
uploading cover dances and uh, taking pictures with their Canon-like cameras. So as much as anything else, mm-hmm. Alea, it's a battle of creativity among the fandoms. That's sort of the real field of battle that the war takes place. We're almost out of time, but I know that, I think I know, Leia, that you are a soldier in the 101 army, <laughs> right? Yes, I am. Okay. So. Um, have you ever uploaded a 101 meme? I always download download something. So Uh the shift in trend is getting faster and faster. And I think it kind of disturbs the balance of the people's mind that makes them hard to remain cool when they kind of sense their favorite idol stars out of date and makes them the older generation. Uh But I think if you just focus on like the three groups that we mentioned at the end, like 101, BTS and EXO, you would calmly stay in the division because it's uh, safe choice to say. Yeah. Leia Young, a 101 fangirl, a, <laughs> a, a captain in the 101 army. We'll give you the closing song. Leia, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Beautiful by 101.